Good evening, Werewolves. My name is Jeff Chapman. Uh, Talum Knox has been so gracious to allow me to be a contributor to this metaphysical fitness podcast. Um, a few platitudes before we get in, and, and I hate platitudes, but before we get into this discussion is um, about what we're going to be saved from, whether it's religion or science. Uh, these are two subjects that are very near and dear to my heart. And the science aspect, uh, for the last 10 years, I've taught hundreds of radiation safety classes, and I've done a lot of uh, health physics consulting. I'm a member of the Health Physics Society, um, and also recently um, got put in the National Registry of Radiation Protection Technologists, which just means I get to put letters behind my name. It's no big deal. But also, in the aspect of religion, at one point in time, I was wanting to become a pastor, and I had studied as such. I've uh, read the Bible cover to cover numerous times. Um, I've preached at many churches, youth rallies, nursing homes, prisons all throughout the southeast. Um, I've taught you know, discipleship training in Sunday school. I was a deacon at one point in time. You know, I've been on mission trips to unreached people groups um, in Central America. Um, and But I've kind of went over a little bit of a transformation. Um, not that I don't believe anymore. Um, it's just that the way I believe and how I believe has changed a little bit because it's always seemed that science and religion have war have been at war with one another. Um, science is something that's very fluid. Uh, it's ever-changing. You come up with a hypothesis uh, and you test that hypothesis numerous times over and over again and you look for inconsistencies in that hypothesis and then you disseminate that information and um, come up with whatever the facts are. The facts are the facts. Um, and science can change uh, as we get new information and new ways of testing some of those theories and ideas. Uh, I mean, I think of Heisenberg almost gave up in the world of physics. Um, he had actually um, postulated that he would have rather been a, a comedic actor as opposed to a physicist because the world of physics was just driving him insane. But if it were not for his contributions, um, he pretty much revolutionized uh, some of the ways that we deal with science and, and the world of mathematical physics. Same thing with Einstein. Before he came along, a lot of the different theories that were out there didn't make much sense. There was a lot of missing pieces that Einstein put together with his theory of relativity. We also have uh, contributions from way back when with Copernicus, when uh, he had looked at all the different ideas and theories that were out there. And the one thing that kept coming up was that the year was consistently the same length. And it, it was because of his ideas and him basically telling the world that, hey, the world is not the center of the universe. The sun is a star just like all the others, and we just so happen to be rotating around it. And he was persecuted from that because of the church. And I don't think that the church or religion in any aspect is is wrong in its fundamentals. It's just that we've sort of lost its meaning and it's become more of a, a tribal or political thing. Just because I believe that evolution is real doesn't mean that the force behind what created us isn't real. 
See, I've really thought about my, on this subject of what's going to save us, science or religion. I've thought about this a lot. And first of all, my question in return is to save us from what? You've got to figure out why we're here. And uh, are we needing to save Earth? Because Earth's been through disasters way worse than what human beings could do. It survived asteroidal impacts, um, coronal mass ejections from the sun, um, different you know earthquakes, volcanoes, floods, and the Earth is still here. Or is it to save humanity? And what is humanity anyway? And what are what are we becoming? If evolution is real, what are we evolving into? And that's a subject for another day. But I think it all starts back with exactly what do you mean you know when religion when it comes to the subject of god and i've thought long and hard about this because for god to be god and what i've learned and understand is that god has to be an omnipotent meaning all-powerful omniscient all-knowing omnipresent force it's not a man in the cloud with a beard that's judging you for what you do and don't do um, it's, it's some kind of force. And it's hard to describe with our vocabulary because we can't even describe the things that we can actually see and feel and touch. I mean, for example, if I asked you to describe a dog, would you be able to verbally describe a dog without also describing a wolf or a hyena or a fox or even a cat? You start to think about that. A dog's just something that you know when you see it. Or could you describe a chair without describing a bench or a stool or a table or a hammock or a tree stump, for that matter? Again, a chair is something that you know when you see it. But how do you describe the metaphysical things, the things that you can't see with your or feel or touch or taste with your, your all your five known senses? And I kind of think about it in the same way as describing space. When you look in the night sky and you see the stars, well, what's all that that's in between the stars, the blackness in between, the blackness of space? It's not nothing, as some people would say. It's something. We just don't know what it is or know what to call it. We just call it space. And the reason we know that it's something is because observing the universe in, in its expanse, we see that not only is the universe continually expanding, but it's increasing in its speed. And it has actually increased to a speed faster than the speed of light. And you might say, well, how can anything move faster than the speed of light? That's the uh, speed limit for light. Or that's the universal speed limit. But it's the universal speed limit through space. Space can do whatever the hell it wants to. <laughs> and so it's something, and we just don't know what it is. But all the, the power within the universe is contained within it. All the knowledge within the universe is contained within it. And it's everywhere. It's even in between the atoms in your body. I mean, atoms are 99.9996% empty space. Only... 0.0004% of an atom is actual, it's particles, it's neutrons, protons, and electrons. And if you dive into what those things are made out of, the, you get into the subatomic level of quarks and leptons and muons and bosons and gluons. 
And then if you dive into what those things are made out of, they're essentially just packets of bound up electromagnetic energy, waves, vibrations. And that's all that the universe is made out of is space and waves or vibrations. And it's a sort of a, a dualistic nature, something that's moving versus something that's not. And even in those waves are, are a dualistic purpose. You have crests and troughs, and you can't have troughs with troughs without crests or crests without troughs, ups and downs. And they form the subatomic particles, which are essentially just negative and positive charges getting traded back and forth. And then you get up to our level where we're also uh, split in two, your brain's left brain versus right brain. It's like there's your, your brain, your body is a mirror image of itself. Two nostrils, two hands, two ears, two eyes. And that's how the whole universe exists. Your yin and yang, your back and forth, your negatives and positives, your opposites. And God is everything that's in between. I think I heard that in the last Star Wars episode. That's the force. But where we come into play is I've thought a lot about this. What would this infinite force lack? And the one thing that it lacks is limitation. See, from limitation, as best as I can understand, is where purpose comes from, where meaning happens. Because see, if you, you didn't have anywhere you needed to go because you're everywhere or couldn't do anything because you could do everything and you're infinite, and you already knew everything, well, what purpose would you have? And see, our meaning comes from our limitations. I mean, for example, uh, I love football. The game of football could not exist if there were not limitations set forth. You agree to play on a 100-yard field. You agree that a touchdown is six points. Everyone agrees that you have to go 10 yards on four tries to be able to get a first down, and so on and so forth. And because those limitations exist... The game of football exists. And it's that same way in everything else in life. Whether you're driving your car, you agree to drive on a certain side of the road in between the lines and try to stay relatively within a speed limit, but you enter into a set of rules and limitations that you operate within. You go to your job at work, you have your employee handbook, your guidelines and rules, and, and the things that you agree that you're going to do for that job, for the job to be possible. And on a bigger level, your life is that way. Your life is full of limitations, whether it's your genetic limitations of what you were born with, how tall you are, you know, uh, your hair color, your eye color, your socioeconomic background, your race, you know, what patch of dirt you grew up on, what language you speak. All of those things are limitations that you have, your likes, your dislikes. And through all of those things, you have your own unique set of limitations and therefore, your life has its own unique set of purpose and possibility of what it is and what it can become. And that's what I believe that religion was trying to communicate and has been lost throughout the ages. Take, for example, uh, the idea of Jesus. Jesus is known as the God-man, fully God and fully man. God, void of all of his infinite attributes, to be able to take part in the story of humanity. Well... If he was the God-man, he was emptied of his omnipresence, meaning he became one singular finite point on this little blue planet. He wasn't all-powerful because he got tired. He had to sleep. He got hungry. He had to eat. 
There were times that he would feel exhaustion and he would have to get away from everybody to meditate or pray, just to recharge. And he wasn't all-knowing. He even said that himself, that there were things that the Father had hidden from him. He knew a lot, but he didn't know everything. He admitted that. The Bible admits that. But where we get lost in the mix is that we think that God just did that one time and one time only. But observing in nature, things don't happen just one time. One flower doesn't bloom and that's it. No, it reproduces itself and blooms over and over and over. One tree doesn't produce just one leaf. It does over and over and over. The purpose of all life is to reproduce itself and to make more of itself. That's why we want to carry on our genetic lines to have children to spread forth across the earth and subdue it. Everything in nature tries to do this. And so I don't think, I think where we err in our thinking is that God would do this one time and one time only. That's where I think the idea of the Trinity comes in. What is the Holy Spirit? Well, that's this force breathing life and having its existence in this very limited incarnation of yourself, of you and me. We are the Ruach Adonai, as it's called in the Old Testament. That's the breath of life that was breathed in the nostrils of Adam. And I can get into the, the evolutionary psychology explanation of Genesis some other time, but that's us. We are existing on this plane as an incarnation of this infinite force. See, the reason why it's very careful that the, the story of the Gospels has been passed around is to teach us a lesson that's very hidden. That's why Jesus carried a cross, because X marks the spot. That's where you are. You are the center of your existence, of your reality. You're the hero in the story. You're the observer, the listener, the expression of everything in nature, of this force, living as your existence. And you're limited by your, I already named them, your genetics, your socioeconomic background. You have your own things that you're passionate about, your own hobbies, the things that you want to learn and do. And where we get depressed is when we don't take up our cross and follow, follow or lead. See, we have to have a burden to carry. If you don't carry a burden, then you feel depressed. You know, you ask people, what would you do if you had infinite money and wealth and all this stuff? And people say, oh, I'd go retire at the beach and, you know, sit there with a margarita. Well, that'd be cool for a while, but I guarantee you, if you sat idle for a long time, you'd start to feel depressed. I've been there. I've had a position at work before where I wasn't really doing anything. It, was, it had it made. I was sitting with absolutely nothing to do, weeks on end, and it became depressing. But I've actually found that there's fulfillment in life by having some type of burden to carry, some cross to bear. I think even the, the Greeks and Romans had this idea when they thought about Atlas carrying the world on his shoulders. It wasn't because they believed there was a mythological person carrying the world on his shoulders. No, that's to represent you carrying the world on your shoulders. You are an incarnation of this infinite force. And what you do with that, well, that's you. It's you. You're the one that's supposed to decide that. So I don't think that religion and science are at war with each other. I think they're the same thing. 
Science is just explaining how it happened, and religion is there to help us try to understand exactly what happened and why we're here. And why are you here? Well, that's for you to decide exactly what your life is to become and how you're supposed to live it and what you're supposed to do with this existence. Because you might have a hundred years at most, but you know, that's, that's if you're lucky and it's what you do at that time that matters. Anyways, that's my contribution for today. Love you guys. Keep tuning in to this podcast and I'll be back later.